going to sing after I've sh- shared the word. And that's what I was sharing with you, that God just said to me, what, we, what he wants me to do is to share this word with you. Once you've heard this word, we're going to come into a time of worship when I'm finished. And through worship, when we press into praise, the enemy is pushed back. Amen. I'll even read you scriptures that says that. So prepare yourself for great things. Amen. Come, let's just pray. Father, we just thank you for this word right now. And always, Lord, we fall into these systems where we get used to certain, certain patterns, even myself, Father, because it's much easier for me to just worship and, and share your word once we've really just pressed into your presence because when the praises go up, the anointing comes down. But Lord, I thank you that you are the one who builds your church. Lord, and there's nothing that we can say if the Holy Spirit does not convict us tonight or come and speak to us. Well, in vain we have come together anyway. But now I want to, by faith, call on the Holy Spirit to come and rest on everyone that is in this house. Everyone that is watching by way of television or whichever medium, through YouTube or Facebook. I pray for an anointing to flow right now over each one of our lives. Prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive a special anointing so that we can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's my honor always. It's a very interesting story, this, but Peter from Poland, he watches our sermons. Judy sent him my sermon and, and the guy's been watching it, and he, and he had something really, very nice to say about the pastor. So that was good, eh? Totally unsaved oak enjoyed my messages. So there's hope for all of you still. Peter, welcome. So good to have you with us. Praise God. May this word speak to your heart as well. So I feel I'm disappearing and coming back. Am I right, Yanni? Is it sure? Yeah. All right. So tonight I want to talk to us about a subject that I believe that we're living in. You know, since we've come through this whole COVID experience, there's a lot of things which we kind of feel have come back to normal, but there's a lot of things that haven't come back to normal. Amen. Well, I think like a lot of people that don't attend church, that used to attend church, that's for one. Our home cells on Wednesdays have kind of like dried up uh, in many areas where people used to be faithful and do it, even that. So there's a lot of things that are happening. People are going through difficulties. People have lost jobs. People who had businesses uh, are financially strapped as a result of. So there's a lot of things. But when I want to say this to you. None of what I've just said now misses the all-seeing eyes of God. And God has a plan for, for man. Amen. If we will trust him. So I want to talk to you about no fear. You see, Jesus suffered and he died on the cross so that you and I can live free from fear. Amen. You see, he didn't just die there on the cross, and, and that was it. And then he left us to wander around here and struggle and have anxiety and, and go through difficulties. And, and, and he went to go sit up there by the Father, and, and we must circle over here until one day he comes and fetches us. That's not what God's plan is. That's not God's idea. When you read the Bible, it's very clear that's not God's idea. But listen to this. So many people fear the future. Is there anybody that fears the future? Don't put up your hand right now. Because I want to say this. Where there is no hope, and I think it's up there. Where there is no hope in the future, there is no power in the present. Can I say this? Tomorrow can destroy your today. Because many people are so concerned about tomorrow that you live in fear today. And so when tomorrow arrives, you in fear again about the tomorrow. And when tomorrow arrives, you in fear again for tomorrow. And we never get in, we never get victory. We don't walk in this overcoming. We don't take the word of God and apply it correctly in our lives to be able to walk in that victory. You need power now to believe you'll be victorious in the future. We need the power right now. So I've got some very, very good news for you. I want, you to, I want to compare two scriptures, and you'll see how they tie in so beautifully. 
Because whatever God did in and through Jesus, Jesus says greater works than these you will do. Amen. Yes, it's true. Some of you know the Bible says that. Amen. Yeah. Listen to this. In Acts 10 verse 38, he says this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. And what did he anoint him with? With the Holy Spirit and with what? Great, say great power. Now, I want to say this. Anointing is not something you wear like a badge. No, no. It is for radical service. You see, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. He was anointed to do the things he did. And that's why he could do the things he could do. And let me just say this, that we've been anointed to do the same things that Jesus did. Amen. We don't just have a badge. The, the, Jesus wore a little badge with his robes and his sandals. He walked around and check your arm anointed. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen what the next verse says. He did something about the anointing that was on his life. That's where you and I come in. We need to do something about the anointing that is on our lives. He went around doing good. Healing all that were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. You and I have an anointing on us to go around to do good and to heal, uh, 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 bring healing into people's lives, to trust God, to bring change into people's lives, to speak victory and overcoming into people's lives. That's exactly what Jesus did when you go read the Gospels. And you see that's exactly what Jesus did. Now compare this scripture for a moment. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. Man, if you're going to do something, write this down and read it every morning. Listen to this. For God did not give us a spirit. God gave us a spirit, but the spirit that he did not give us. You must understand this. Say, I don't have the spirit. Say it. I don't have the spirit. And what spirit don't you have? Listen to what you don't have. A spirit of timidity. You know, in Afrikaans, like a mooi woord. Vreesachtigheid. Sorry for Poland. It's, it, the word's timidity. Timidity. He did not give us a spirit of timidity. Or to be a coward. Or to fear. God did not give you a spirit to fear. Then my question is, why do we fear? So I'm hoping that through tonight, through the word of God, you will, you, will, you will embrace faith and the powerful anointing that is on your life. Listen to what he did. But he has given us a spirit, a spirit of what? A spirit of power. What did he anoint Jesus with? With great power. Do you have an anointing on your life? You better believe you have it. Say, I have an anointing. The Bible says so. You have an unction. You have an anointing. In, in I think it's 2 John 2, somewhere there it says that. He's given you a spirit of power. He's given you a spirit of love. And can I just say this? Because in two weeks' time, I'm going to be ministering. Just by the way, Pastor Sid's going to preach here next Sunday. We quite enjoy old Pastor Sid's ministry. He's over here for ministry, and we use him. So the week after. But, but you know that the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. You see, when I'm walking in the fullness of God's love, that agape love, you see, no fear can grip hold of you when you're walking in love. There's just, there's just a radiance that love brings. And the enemy hates love because he loves hate. <laughs> and, so, and so there's this beautiful thing about love. So I'm going to be talking about that. But you see, he's given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound judgment, and a personal discipline. He's given us ability that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. What has God given us? He's equipped you and I fully. Say, I'm equipped. <laughs> I am equipped tonight. You, you need to know this clearly. When we read the scriptures, God has empowered his children so that we'll be able to handle fear, anxiety, and worry. We need not fear the future. You really believe that what you're hearing tonight. You need to embrace what I'm telling you tonight. Jesus himself understood humanity. That's why God had to anoint him like you and I were anointed. Because he said this in Matthew 6.34. The Amplified Bible, he says, do, So don't worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have enough worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own Trouble one day at a time to live in victory when? Today. 
The problem is we're already living in tomorrow and it hasn't even arrived yet because you're anxious about stuff. There's difficulties. There's stuff that you're anxious about. Jesus says, listen, each day will have its own fair share of it. But you see what? He's overcome the things for us so that we can walk in victory. God has anointed us so that we will walk in victory. The question I would ask you tonight is this. (laughs) Think about it. Are fears, anxieties, and worries real? Hello? Are they real? See, we should maybe sing first, because you oaks are like... Da-na-na-na. Gafrik is die woord. Just think about it. Is anxiety, worry, and fear real? Anybody, can I see your hand? Is it real? It's real. You're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> of course, I want to say yes, 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 a thousand times yes. It, of course it's real. We'd be very stupid and naive to think that worries are not, not real. Why do you think for one moment that God has given us a spirit not to fear? Why do you think he gave it to us? Because fear is real. Amen. Anxiety is real. Stress is real. We're going to face it every day of our lives. Jesus himself said it in Matthew 6.34. He said those words. When you consider faith, listen, faith is not the absence of fear. I know many times I say when fear knocks and faith opens, there's nobody there. But there's nobody there because you're looking at, through fear, looking at fear through the gl- glasses of God's anointing and God's truth. That's why he's not there. So, so it's not the fear. Uh, 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 faith is not the absence of fear. That fear is not there. However, it's moving forward in spite of the fear. Faith doesn't ignore fear. It just refuses to let it grow. Why? Because I have faith in God. That's why we overcome it. Praise be to Jesus. Faith in our God and His Word greatly affects how we're going to respond to fear. You need to understand that. In your life, if your life was, was like a scale today and you had to be very honest today, your scale is, there's your scale. There's the scale of fear and there's the scale of God's truth and walking in victory and, and handling anxiety and stress. Which one in your life right now, as you're sitting here, is the heavier one? Is fear and anxiety pulling you down? So much as the heavy one that your, your faith and your belief and, and trying to live in victory is, is right up here because it's weighing you down. Let me tell you, God wants it to be the other way around. Amen. God wants us to put the word into practice. Amen. And so whatever fear and anxiety, it's there, but it's the way you handle it. Amen. It must not be like that. It must be like that. Amen. Your fears... Your anxieties, your worries may be very real to you. And it might right now, even as you're sitting here, might be very up close and very personal. But God has equipped you and I with tools to tackle those fears. And I want to read it to you again. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, fresachtigheid, or cowardice or fear. But he has given us a spirit. And the spirit we have is a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound judgment and personal discipline. And abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Who knows when you're going through stress, anxiety, and fear, you haven't got a well-balanced mind. He's urals. Amen. What can I now do? What can I do? What am I going to do now? I don't know. You know the story. You know. Yeah. I've seen it because I practice the same stupid stuff myself. You can look fear straight in the face. And you can say, you know what? You're nothing next to my God. With God by my side, I don't to be afraid of you. In Jesus' name. Anxiety comes. You speak to it. Because God has given me a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. I don't have a spirit of fear. Because God has not loaded me up with the Holy Spirit to fear, to be a, to be a coward. And we need to stand strong on that word. We need to be bold in it. So when it comes to living with no fear, and that's the sermon title tonight, No Fear. And by no means am I by implying that fear will not be around. And after you walk out tonight, fear gets shot. And they bury fear. <laughs> In Ward 1, 2, and 3. Because it's so big. No, no, fear is real. 
Please hear me. But when I say no fear, it's the way I handle fear in my life, to have no fear. Amen? Are you all with me? So now, so now here's some crackerjack stuff for you, Oaks. Now listen to this. This is amazing. I'm going to give you four things tonight. And if you apply these four things, let me tell you, you're going to live a different lifestyle. Amen? Are you ready? So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to have a dope while you're getting ready. Better municipal gin there. Ha. For you boozers, drink water. Okay. 2 Timothy 3.16. I just want to start off with the scripture because it says this. All scripture. Say all scripture. All scripture. All scripture. Ne? All scripture. So we're on the same page there. Ne? All scripture is what? It's God-breathed and is useful for a couple of things. For teaching us, for rebuking us, for correcting us, for training us in right standing with God, righteousness. So that, why? So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me tell you, when you're walking in fear and anxiety and stress and stuff, it's very, very difficult to do the good work of God. Amen. So God has given us the scriptures so that we can draw strength from the scriptures to apply by faith in every situation in our lives. Does that make sense to everybody? Amen. I can hear the guys saying amen right now on their YouTube channel. Praise God. Listen to these beautiful scriptures. All scripture is God-breathed. Now listen to this. This is not for Israel. This is for Bikers Church and all of the people watching this sermon tonight. Listen to this. Isaiah 43 verse 2. When you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. Okay, so now you can sit in your seat and lum, or you can clap your hands and get excited. Because that's exciting. You need to be excited about that. Because he says, I'll be with you. You see, Hebrews 13, verse 6, and we got it over there. He says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Matthew 28, verse 20 says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. God has promised and committed himself to us. We need to understand that. You see, we, don't, we know it, but we don't live it. We're not embracing it. We're not making it our own. Amen. He says, I will be with you. He says, and when you go through rivers of difficulty, anybody been through a river of difficulty that's overwhelming you? You're not even on a boat, you're on a log. You're going through the rivers of difficulty. You will not drown. Hallelujah. I'll keep your nose above water, saith the Lord. <laughs> and listen to this. And when you walk through the fire of oppression, that word oppression means being weighed down with the cares and the difficulty and the hardships of this world. He says, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt. Isn't, remember uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Setzach. No one knows it was the other guy's name. Shadrach, Meshach, and the other dude. A bed, a, bed, a bed in the go. Whatever his name was. I mean, you go talk to these brutes, man. They put them in the hottest fire. And they walked around. And when the king looked, he saw, he saw another dude walking with them. Jesus was there with them. They were in the fire, but they didn't get burned. All scripture is God breathed to encourage you, man. No matter what fire you're going through, God says, I'm going to be with you. And he's not going to just stand here with you and say, I threw it, my kid. <laughs> no, no, man, he wants to embrace you. He says, you won't get burnt. I'm going to look after you. When those brews came out the fire, they didn't even smell like smoke. Yes, I've never been to a bride place and not smelled like a chop. <laughs> These brews didn't even smell like a chop. Hallelujah. It's like no list for a chop. My favorite animal is chop, you know that. <laughs> Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this. Man, let me tell you, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and I've sent it out to a lot of you going through stuff, because this is a beautiful truth. Listen, do not fear anything. How much mustn't we fear? Anything. For I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. God is for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
You see, the thing about worry is using today's resources to try and fix up tomorrow's problems. And it ain't going to work like that. Amen. We use our energy. We use our strength. We use all our ability to try and figure out tomorrow with the, what, listen to these words, the what ifs. I call them the what ifs. What if this happens now? What if that happens? What if this doesn't come together? What, and we have all of these what ifs. God, I trust you, but what if? You know what if is unbelief. Amen. Don't use that word. What if? God's grace is sufficient for you and I every day. Let's not waste it on tomorrow. Amen. You know, you know I think of, of Israel. When God gave them manna for them to eat, it was just for today. They were sufficient for today. God gives you enough for today to walk victorious. You have it today. Our problem is we live in yesterday. <laughs> we live in tomorrow. And then we absentees present. Amen. Anybody like that? And we do that. And so we don't apply these things in our lives because we're so worried about what happened or what is going to happen. And, we, and, we, and we're so anxious today. And I don't live a free life. I don't live a victorious life. I don't live an overcoming life. Why? Because I'm so worried about other stuff in my life. Amen. Listen to the message translation on this. Matthew 6.34. Jesus speaking. He says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Give your attention to do to what? To what God's doing. Not your problems. Give it to God and see what he's doing. He says, and don't get worked up about what you may or may not happen to you tomorrow. God will help you to deal with whatever hard things come up with when the time comes. Hallelujah. That's something to be excited about too. Have I got to remind you to be excited tonight? Lord Jesus, these oaks are a hard audience. But I love them. <laughs> so do you, Lord. Count on God to be with you. Amen. Count on God. Is somebody hearing something tonight? Please tell me. We, <laughs> we need to get sorted, listen, out in our hearts with these things. We need to get it sorted out in our hearts because, listen to this, our inability to cope with what might come tomorrow is causing many of us to be eaten up by fear today. We put on a very brave front when deep down you worry and guess what? The devil just laughs at us. When you begin to realize the enemy is laughing at us. Just take him. <laughs> Jesus did all this for him in his little circles. Sends his angel. Angel from, from, from Z Company. Because you see the A Company are the main mana. Z Company is just a little oak. He's got you where he wants you. So he sends demons from Z Company. And they just prod you a little bit. <laughs> Fear. Anxiety. And he comes and he prods you. He doesn't even need a main mana enemy. Listen, Satan is defeated. Jesus defeated him. He said it is finished on the cross. We don't have to give him glory in any form, shape, or size. He's defeated. But we need to know that he's defeated. And then we need to walk in that authority. Amen. Because God did not give us a spirit of fear. Because Satan is the master of fear. But God is the master of overcoming. Power, love, and a sound mind. The very thing he gave to Jesus, he gave to you and I. Count on God. You know what Jesus is saying? He says, I never died for you to walk in fear. Listen to what he said, John 10, 10. I came that you may have life, and that life abundantly. That is his plan. So worry makes sense if you're a spiritual orphan. But listen, trust makes sense. If you're a child of God. What am I saying? You see, not everybody is a child of God. Because all the children walking around are not your children. <laughs> They're orphans. Or whatever. The other oaks kids. But, but when you've given birth by seed in the mommy and she's spread and she's hoid nine months, that's your child. Because she was born by the seed. You see, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and you become born again. And when you become born, born, the emphasis on born, you become born to the family of God. Amen. And now I am a child of God. If you've never been born again, you're not a child of God. Listen to me. You're still an orphan. 
You're outside the kingdom. If you're sitting here tonight and you've never given your heart to Jesus, I'm not talking about belief, because everybody believes. Ask anybody if, if they've got a half a spiritual background. They said, nee, geloof, geloof. Geloof nie You need to receive Jesus to become a child of God. Amen. So if you want to walk in victory, what I'm talking about, you need to give your heart to Jesus. What does the Bible say in Romans 10? If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died and that he rose again, you will be saved. Amen. And once you've given your heart to Jesus and you ask him to come in your life, from that day on the Holy Spirit will guide you. Because God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. I mean, to your life, you're an overcoming person. Praise God, man. You shine bright for Jesus. Amen. So we need to understand that. So firstly, you can count on God when you're stressed. Secondly, you can count on God to direct you when you're confused. <laughs> you know how anxiety and stress confuses us? We don't know what the next step is. We don't know what the plan is. And then we try all sorts of stuff and we phone people and we, and, we, and we go around the place and we try and find out information to get us through it. Just listen to this beautiful song. Psalm 32 verse 8. I, the Lord. Who? The Lord. Say the Lord. I, the Lord, will instruct you. And I will give you the direction that Because nothing will happen in your life if you don't do your part. Because if you're not reading the Bible, how are you going to know that you are an overcomer? How are you going to know? So tonight I'm giving you a lot of biblical fact, truth tonight. It's the truth. And you embrace the truth. That truth will set you free. To walk in a freedom. To not walk in fear. So we have a part to play too. You need to read your Bible. You need to pray. You need to share your faith with other people. Amen. Yeah. He has become an integral part of our very life, our very soul, our very spirit, soul, and our body. We're in good hands. Nothing about us and what we go through escapes the all-seeing eye of God. Amen. Hebrew, I think it's Hebrews 4 verse 13 that says, nothing is hidden before the all-seeing eyes of God, the one in whom we have to deal with. Nothing. God knows about you. Amen. Is it good or bad for you when, because God knows what you're up to? <laughs> you say, oops. <laughs> Oopsie, Lord. Oops. Yeah. Proverbs 28, 25. Beautiful scripture. It says, those who use God's wisdom. Or what? Those who use God's wisdom. Where's God's wisdom? There it is. What is wisdom? It's to use the knowledge that you receive wisely. Does that make any sense? That's what wisdom's all about. As children of God. He is so involved many times in our lives that we don't even realize it. God is present with us. Listen to this. You may ask how. How is God in, involved in my life? Well, well, yeah, they are. And I think they're on, on the overhead as well. God guides us by three things. His word, the Bible. If you read it. Hello? Anybody out there? If you read it. There's so many people who hear this message more than you would ever hear in your life. Lees jy jou Bible? Are you reading your Bible? Occasionally. No, no. You need to read your Bible. Say with me, I need to read my Bible. Because it's through His Word that He will guide you if you read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. How many how more times must I say that? And secondly, He leads you by His people. God's people. That's why coming together in church corporately like this is so absolutely important. There's many that will probably be listening to me now that have received this, this message that I would have sent them. But they don't go to church anymore. We got great gate in this church over here, but people were permanently here, but they watch me occasionally. I'll talk with you now. And I talketh to you. And 
and, and the fact of the matter is, we want to know why we're in fear and anxiety and all this stuff, but we don't even have the principle and the discipline to love God and be obedient to His Word, to come in this corporate place to have fellowship. Because it's one thing to hear it in your lounge or wherever you're watching it on your phone, but to come in a corporate environment like this, there is just something different the Holy Spirit does in a corporate gathering. So like I said earlier, the other thing, God uses people. We use one another to encourage one another, to uplift one another. That's why I encourage people on a Wednesday night we have home cells. Find out where the home cells and start being disciplined to go to home cells because that's how God is going to strengthen your life to walk in victory. That's how God is going to speak to you. And lastly is the Holy Spirit. His presence in our lives. And again it gets back to you. If we are prayed up on smudbit, how much time do you spend in the presence of God? Matthew 6, 6. I love that scripture. When you pray, go into your inner room, lock the door behind you, and your father that sees in secret will do what? He will openly reward you. Part of that reward is that I walk above anxiety. I walk on top of anxiousness. I walk on top of fear because he's rewarding me. My heavenly father is rewarding me. So firstly, you can count on God when you're stressed, and you can count on God when you're confused. Number three, so I'm listening. I'm not lying. <laughs> Number three, listen, this gets better. Hang on a bit. Count on God to go before you when you're afraid. When you have those anxious moments, when you have that fear. He's already in tomorrow. Because he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. God already knows what you need. God already is the answer for you, and you find it in his word. Not only will he be with you, not only will he direct you, but he goes before you. And you just think about that. God, when you get up today, say, God, you've gone before me today. You know what this day holds for me. I know you will go with me. Will trouble, anxiety, and fear come away? Oh, absolutely. Jesus said it will happen. But you know what? We don't give no honor and glory to that stuff. We look to Jesus because he's gone before us and he's making a way. And he's given me power and love and a sound mind. And I speak truth. I speak victory. I speak authority over things. Amen. And I walk in victory. Amen. That's what God wants us to do. You know, when I was in the army, uh, we, we, you've heard of a, about a mine, mine sweepers. It's not the oaks that takes brooms underground. And <laughs> these are oaks that really, uh, we were trained in this. I was in the school of engineers. Not because I was clever, because I was naughty probably, but I was there. So one of the training things that we did was, when they put mines down, and they did that throughout the world, they stuck these mines, and they're still all over our world today, where wars were, Second World War, First World War, and, and the different wars that we've seen and had, and they're getting more sophisticated. But they used to train us up to have a little machine that we used to walk over areas, and we used to find these mines, open them up, and we would neutralize them, so that the army, our army, could come in freely without fear of falling over it. I want to say to you, God goes before you, and he's removing the minds so that you can walk in victory. Amen. We need to understand that's exactly what God does for our lives. You say, does he really do that? Well, I want to say this. You better believe that he really does that. You know, you know, listen to this. Peter's example, the night when he betrayed Jesus. He said to Jesus, Lord, I'll never betray you. Lord, I would never leave you. Lord, I'm for you. And guess what Jesus says to him? Simon, Simon, I've prayed for you. Satan has asked to sift you. And this is what Jesus says. I have gone ahead of you. Isn't that beautiful? Absolutely. Did God take him through it? Absolutely. Will you make drug occasionally? You probably will. But you know what? God goes before you. When you have a repent of heart and you say, Lord, forgive me. Peter wept when he had denied Jesus before the clock crowed. He denied him three times. And he was the main man who said, Jesus already said, listen, I'll go before you. Let me tell you something. There's nothing bad that you can do that God will not go before you if you would just embrace him, embrace his forgiveness in your life, and then get up and walk. Though the righteous fall seven, they will get up eight. Hallelujah. Stop lying down on your behind. Stand up. 
Staan op, sê die Heere. Listen to this, John 17, 20. Jesus, when you go read that, go read the whole book of John 17, or the chapter in John 17. Jesus said that he prayed for us too. He said, Lord, I don't only pray for these, his disciples. He says, I pray for those that will come afterwards. Do you know that Jesus has already covered you with prayer? All of us were covered with Jesus' prayer. This is a beautiful scripture in Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. He says, it is the Lord who goes before you. When you're afraid, I said, God will go before us. When the, the, it is the Lord who goes before you, he will march with you. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful, eh? So you're going to go into a tough meeting. You're going to encounter somebody. You've got to go and solve a problem. You've got an issue. Whatever it is, guess what? You know, I don't like to get super spiritual and, and conjure hooters up. But let me tell you, as we were singing, because he lives, and I knew how we're going to structure the service tonight. I'm busy praying right there, and I'm asking God to move. And you know what I just sense? I just sense the angels of God start moving into this place. I just sense them walking here. In my vision's eye, I just saw God set his angels over this meeting tonight. We are covered here under the protection of the anointing of God. I wasn't going to say that, but I, want to, I feel I should say that to you tonight. So that you're aware that God is fully aware of what I'm telling you tonight and what he wants for us to walk in, the victory of the cross of Christ. He says he will not fail you. He will not let go uh, or forsake you. He, let there be no cowards. You don't have to be a coward or fringing. And then he says, what's that beautiful word there? Fear not. Say with me. Fear not. Fear not, God is saying. Neither become broken in spirit. Don't become depressed, dim, di, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. That, that word alarm in the Greek is a word called phobia. And this is what Biomens said, it's phobias. <laughs> your, pop, your wheel is pep. Your wheel is pep. It's flat. Because you've got the spiker. Now you blame the devil. Your, your battery terminal packed up. The devil is after me again. It's like I've said it, how many times I arrive here and he's sitting outside there. I say, Whoa, why are you there? Why aren't you inside there? He says, nah, they blame me for everything inside there. You know, bad things happen and, and circumstances happen and, and, and Jesus get old and they burst. It's not the devil who pulled the plug out in your roof. Hello. But we give him too much glory in our lives. Give God the glory. Forget about him, man. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, that word phobia, we got it so much. We must stay away from a serious sickness. And I'll say it again. And I've said it before. It's the sickness of what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if God blesses you? What if God gives you a sudden breakthrough what you've been praying for? What if there's an answer to your prayer that you've been praying for a while? So forget the what if in the negative. What if? God, you promised me that. You promised me that. Here's a true thing. I, I read this the other day. Psychologists claim, listen to this, 95% of most things we fear never happen. <laughs> that leaves 5% and it takes, Jesus takes care of that anyway in what I'm teaching you tonight. So listen, you're in good hands, man. Hallelujah. Five percent of the chutas you're going through, it's already covered by Jesus. God has gone before you. He's with you when you're stressed. Amen? Are you believing this stuff tonight? Isaiah 65, 24 says, I will provide their needs before they ask. I will help them while they are still asking for help. Amen. When are you going to embrace that truth? Say, Lord, I'm now asking you in Jesus' name. I will not be anxious. I'm not going to fear now. And what does Philippians 4 verse 6 say? In fact, Philippians are fear, fast fear. Philippians 4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. Again, I say sometimes. No, no. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. Make your requests known to me. And then verse, verse 7 says that 
God will come and he will garrison. I love that. He's going to put a whole army over your mind that was thinking all this stuff. He'll just say, hey, come, let's get into faith here. See, I'm with you. I'm carrying you. And then he says, I will provide their needs before they ask. I will, I will help them while they are still asking me. Yes, you talk about God going before us. Nothing will ever happen to us that is a surprise to God. Listen to me. Say, God, what were you busy with? You were busy with Fricky when you should have been busy with George. (laughs) Fricky, he was in church this morning. I saw him there. Not only can we count on him to be with us, to direct us, and to go before us. Here's the last one. And this is even getting better. <laughs> Listen to this one. Count on God to fight for you when you're attacked. Because we, we have an enemy that would want to attack us. But you can count on God to be with you when you're attacked. Do you know, and we're all aware of it, that attacks are going to come. Fear, worry, and anxiety is real. We've determined that tonight, haven't we? Faith is not the absence of fear. It's very comforting to know God promises His children, listen to this, His personal protection. God has sent the Holy Spirit to be our body God. (laughs) Spirit, soul, and body. Isn't that fantastic? He said in the Scriptures, I will walk with you. Bloody devil, let come. (laughs) Say, Lord, fetch him. He won't come near you when Jesus is near you. Because he's too much of a love art. I don't know what that is in Afrikaans. <laughs> a laugh at. <Yeah. laughs> Exodus 4.13. Listen to this. Don't fear. Don't do what? Don't fear. Why? The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. There's a fantastic scripture. We're going to look at that. Jehoshaphat. In 2 Chronicles 20, an amazing event that takes place there. Remember, when I follow God's agenda, God fights for me. When I follow my own agenda, I'm on my own. Too many of us are wandering around on our own. And that's why the enemy is defeating us. David said this in Psalm 37 verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. And what will He do? He will bring it to pass. What a beautiful promise. I want you to meditate on what I want to say now. Many of us have a good reason to fear the future. And you want to know why I say that? It's because we are in control of our own lives and God is not in control of our lives. Christianity to you is a lifestyle only. It's not a way of life. You see, when you go to work, you wear a suit. When you go to gym, you put on gym clothes. When you come to church, you call church stuff. But when you're with the unsaved people, then you act like them, you talk like them, and you smell like them. (laughs) But you see, when you're a child of God, you're a child of God all of the time. It's a lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle. It's a way of life. Amen? I just do. That's who I am. No matter where, where I go. What's going to come out of here is, is encouragement, it's blessing, it's positive, it's victorious. Why? Because I don't have to walk in fear and anxiety and stress. Will they come? I have it myself, believe me. You think I'm supposed to go lack of life. He only works on a Sunday. <laughs> Hello. Let me tell you, we all go through it. Every one of us sitting here, but it's how we're going to handle it. We want to serve Him on our own terms and our own conditions. Just live like we want to live. Any old way will do. Just do what we want to do, taking only what suits us. Unfortunately, you need to hear that too. But God is for us. You cannot know what the future holds, but you can know this. Him who holds your future. He will be with us. He will direct us. He will go before us, and he will fight for us. You need not fear or have worry about the future. If Jesus is truly Lord of your life, amen. Praise God. I want us to, and the reason I've brought the word forward, I want to I read a scripture, two scriptures actually. Actually, do yourself a favor when you go home sometime. Go open up the book of Chronicles. It's just after... Second imaginations, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's in the Old Testament. Okay. If you don't know how to find a chronicle, it's a big word. Go to your index. One, two chronicles. Twenty. And go read verse twenty. Just go read it. It'll inspire you. It'll encourage you. How God, all scripture is God breathed. Amen. To encourage us. That's why God gave us the word. Now listen what happens over here. Yeah, yeah they come and the Moabites and the Ammonites are attacking him. All the men in tights. I mean, you know, it's like a really a, like a heavy army that's after these Israel. It's like you and I. We have these attacks on our lives. But, but listen to this in verse 17. We've got 17 up there. Fantastic. Listen to this. He says, Jehoshaphat, he says, you will not have to fight the battle. Take your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance of the Lord that he's going to give you. Oh, Judah, and I want to say, oh, Bicus Church family that are listening even on way of, of, of media, to you, he says, do not be afraid. Say that, do not be afraid. He's encouraging them with something. They're standing in the most anxious, fearful situation that, I mean, this whole army is raised up against them. They are in the minority, and the majority are just about to take them out. He says, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Go out and face them when? Tomorrow. What do you do today? Today I walk by faith. Today we seek God. Today I walk in victory. So when you wake up in tomorrow, you say, Lord Jesus, I can't wait to see how you're going to give me my breakthrough that I need today. Because I'm walking with you, Lord. But just listen to this. It gets good. As, so, so what he does is he sets up an army of musicians and he says to them, guys, we're going to sing. This is what God in, instructs him to do. And listen to this. And I wrote in my Bible, when you show up to praise and worship, you experience Satan's defeat. <laughs> now listen to this. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord said ambushments against the men of Ammon and against Moab and, and, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. They defeated them. <laughs> they crawled away there. Jesus defeated the enemy. He's defeated. Amen. Derek, would you come up? Praise God. The joy of the Lord is my strength, believe it or not. Listen, we're going to sing a couple of songs tonight. Just three songs. But I want you to, when you sing tonight, sing in the position that God has placed you. He's not giving you a spirit of fear. You, you hear with confidence tonight. Say that. I'm with confidence. You have confidence tonight. And as we stand up and we sing, when we sing, <clears throat> the enemy <clears throat> over the circumstances in your life is going to be pushed back. I believe that. That's what God said to me he's going to do tonight. If you will believe it by faith and believe what you've heard tonight, believe me, life's never going to be the same again for you. When you walk out of that door, your life's going to be different because the Holy Spirit's going to give you a shift in your thinking. Amen. We're going to th think, think, sing. What is, the, what is the first song? The first song is that Jesus paid it all. That's it. Jesus paid it all. Did Jesus pay it all? You better believe it. Why can we walk in victory? Because of this very song. So we're going to think, sing three songs. But let us just press in to his presence. Come, let us stand and just sing with victory tonight. Father, we just want to ask you tonight, as we speak, Jesus, over every fear and every anxiety, every addiction, we pray for victory tonight, for overcoming. That nobody's in bondage. Jesus came to set the captives free. Father, I pray for a spirit of faith to arise in the hearts of your church. We call the name of Jesus over everyone. Everyone hearing by way of my voice. Right now in this place, Father. That we will proclaim Jesus over our lives. Because you are the way, the truth, and the life. And when we're with you, Jesus, we are more than overcomers. Because you have paid the price. You've gone the way of the cross so that we can walk in victory because your word has taught us again we are reminded 
that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. I pray for sound minds to be activated right now, Lord Jesus. You know, I just sense tonight there are, there are people, you, you're in this church tonight and, and all this is happening, but you're not connecting with this Jesus. It's like you, yeah, but you, you're not really, yeah. And God's also aware of that. Let me just say this. And God wouldn't have me say that if it wasn't like that. Because you're so anxious about so much stuff in your life. You probably messed up. And it's normally us people that have messed up such a lot, been there in my life, that we, we begin to lose track. We drift so far that we think, Jesus, can you actually help me? Well, I've got good news for you tonight. If you would just call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Jesus will change your circumstances. Whatever that bondage is that's holding you tonight, I speak Jesus over your life tonight. Father, we thank you. What a joy to be in your presence tonight. What a joy to walk out of this place and know that we don't have to have fear, anxiety, and worry, and stress. Although it will come, you've given us the power and the authority to proclaim victory over these things. We're not under the circumstances. We are on top of the circumstances. We walk in an overcoming heart. We love you tonight. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. I want to pray for the church as they go. Lord, that we will go in the anointing of the Spirit of God. Because we have the anointing as you, Lord, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about, may we go about, because we also anointed for service. We thank you for our time together. Lord, on this note, we just thank you that we can know you. Thank you for salvation so rich and free. We bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to say, if there's somebody that needs prayer, You've heard the sermon and God stood in your heart. Don't leave. Come up front here. We would love to pray for you. We've got somebody that will always pray for you. So don't leave. I trust you heard something really special tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, let's give God a hand, man. He's worthy.